is nothing more inspiring than a woman being unapologetically herself. The answers are all in your heart. She's waiting, she's waiting, she's waiting for you to set her free. Welcome to BU Podcast. I'm Jill Herman and I am so glad you're here. I was broke, insecure, and craved approval. But with grit, hustle, and sacrifice, I still built a successful multi-million dollar business. 10 years in, burnout, I slowed down and looked inward. In that silence, I discovered that the same level of success could have come to me with much less effort and so much more joy. That's when I threw out the expectations of the world and chose to unbecome every single thing I thought I was supposed to be. And the real me was uncaged. It was far from easy. And in this podcast, I'll offer my entire journey as a roadmap so that if you're ready, you can finally be you. Hey friends, I'm so happy to be back with you. If you are listening to the episodes on schedule and there's no problem if you're not, and welcome by the way, if you're new, so happy to have you. But if you've been listening to them in order, so to speak, I know that after the last two episodes, many of you are like, whoa, I, I just swallowed a lot. My world is rocked a little bit. I need a minute and thank you. I never would have guessed that that topic would have been so triggering in a good way. I never would have guessed that there were so many women who were secretly experiencing, and I would say struggling with that story, the same story that our amazing guest, Jen Couch, uncovered for us, the founder of Sober Sis. In those two episodes, you know, we really dug into, she dug into, and I just happened to be the guide and, and the person there next to her allowing her to speak. But it was all her sharing her own personal story and with, I think it's like 75,000 members of her community at least, what so many women are talking about in her community, but not talking about anywhere else. And many of you in this community are saying, oh my gosh, thank you. I really, really needed to talk about that, to look at that, to lean into that. And I'm so proud of you. I say that with love and with respect, you know, that I'm I'm really proud of you, those of you who heard that and you're leaning into it, even if it was a shocker for you, even if it was extremely uncomfortable. It didn't apply to everyone. Those of you who don't share that same experience of that detox to retox and the mindless sipping that she talked about, the numbing, the shame that can be involved when you're not an alcoholic, the gray area drinker, as she calls them. If you can't relate to that, I know that you still were able to relate to the story that many of us as women live of playing small, of living small, of numbing, of telling ourselves, eh, we're not really that important anyway. And man, I just want to acknowledge Jen for the time she gave, for the outstanding content that she gave us, and for all of you who were willing to listen to a very triggering topic and lean into it even when it was uncomfortable and more than uncomfortable. And those of you who messaged me, thank you for being so open and saying, oh my gosh, you were talking about me. 
There was a woman who messaged me who said, you know, I listened to the podcast and I hadn't listened to that episode yet. And I still sleep with my littles. I lay them down at night and and my husband and I take turns and I was sleeping with them till they fell asleep. And then I put the podcast episode in and I laid there and I cried and I cried and I cried. And she said it was meant to be that I wasn't around my husband because he doesn't even know that this is a struggle for me. And I had no idea there were so many other women in this same situation. You know, another person messaged me and said, I have sent this to so many of my friends. Why is no one talking about this? And this is why it's important for us to follow our intuition, right? Because I have many struggles I've been very open with you about. That just isn't one of them. I only have the podcast episode on that topic because my heart and my intuition and God told me that I should. And as you heard on the episode, someone was placed in my path. We were meant to have a connection. She told me about the community and her experience. And then I met Jen and I knew it was meant to be. And now we're certain our communities are really relating to each other. So those of you from Silver Sis, welcome. We are so happy to have you. And I'm super honored to help in your continued journey, in your exploration of, in that dance with sober-minded living without the labels, without promising anything, right? Without any shame. I'm excited to, and I'm, I'm actually, as I said, honored to be on that journey with you in the BU podcast. There's so much content that will support you in this new way of living, and I'm excited to hear from you. So if you haven't joined the text community, especially if you're from the Sober Sis community, please text me right now, 260-217-4675. 217-4675. And there's a link to it in the show notes um, as well. But just send a text and that will be me. It's not a bot and it's not an assistant. It's actually me. And we do some things that are very special with that group. Okay. So even though the topic for today feels heavy, like, oh man, we just did that thing. Why are we doing something heavy? This is actually a very light episode about a very heavy topic. I'm going to give you three simple very, very crystal clear reasons for getting the trauma that may not even be recognized by you that is in your body somewhere, sometime from childhood, little traumas, big traumas, it doesn't matter. Trauma is trauma. Remember, trauma isn't what happened. It's anything that was too overwhelming for us at the time, too overwhelming for our brain, too overwhelming for us. And our brain said, oh, can't really process that. I'm going to stick it over here in the back of my brain and also somewhere in the body. And that trauma is living with us until we get it out of our body. And so we have two episodes you can go back to for reference, by the way. The episode with Dr. Jen Christman, it was one of the first episodes we had. And the episode with Kara Elizabeth, both referenced big T, little t trauma and gave lots of education and information about what that even means. Today, what I want to talk about is why we want to get it out of our body. Like what are the benefits to us? Now, we could write a book about the benefits, and I'm sure many books have been written, but I'm just going to give you three. I want you to just focus on these three. And how do I know this? Well, first of all, I'm someone who has experienced all three types of trauma. There's acute trauma, chronic trauma, and complex trauma. And I've actually experienced all three. And I have moved through some of that trauma. I don't mean talked about it, but actually moved it through and out of my body And there are many ways to do that. And again, on those other episodes, it's referenced how that can happen. What I want to focus on today is why 
you deserve to do that. Like what's going to happen? What's for you on the other side if you do it? And you might say, well, it's obvious I'm going to have a better life. Yes. Ding, ding, ding. Correct answer. I'm going to be happier. Yes, of course you are. But what else? So in this course, I'm not just taking like a class. I'm in a certification called Elementum, a master coach certification. And with a heavy, 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 heavy emphasis on something that is not even touched on in the coaching world for the most part, and certainly not touched on, believe it or not, even in the world of psychology for the most part. You have therapists that are brilliant with PhDs everywhere who aren't talking about somatic work. Why do you need to get this trauma out of the physical body? A book that I've referenced many times that that I recommend is The Body Keeps the Score. There are many other great books, I'm sure, but that is one that gives you the scientific explanation, I would just say, or like proof and the understanding of trauma and how it really does get stuck physically in our body because it sounds so weird. How does trauma get stuck in the body? What does that even mean? So remember, when you and I experience something as children, let me let me actually go back and say something I've never said before. So, you know, I've learned that before the age of two, we have something called implicit memories. So there are implicit memories and there are explicit memories. The implicit memories are the ones that you can't really recall. They never made it to the hippocampus. So that's because it's not developed until age two. So before two, if something happens and that child feels that it was traumatic, whether you think it was or not, maybe it was a car accident and you're like, oh, they're fine. Oh, no bruises. Thank God. But that child found it so overwhelming that they have an implicit memory of that. Where is that stored? That's somewhere in their body. Their body, quote unquote, keeps the score, as the book says. Their body remembers the experience, the incident, the trauma, even though the brain doesn't. It's never made it to the front of the brain to be processed and to be recalled. It's never happened. So there's that type of trauma. Or there's trauma beyond age two when you actually could remember it, but it's too traumatic. Your brain says, "Mm, I don't really want you to remember this, Jill. There's no way. This is too much for you to process. So we are also going to stick this in the back of your brain and it's going to be stored in your body. My body knows that it's happened, but I don't remember it. Why do I startle so easily? Why is it when I hear a loud noise, I have that feeling? Why is it that when my husband and I are just resting around having fun, joking around, and I feel like he's laying on my legs, why do I suddenly panic and feel like I can't breathe? Why? I have no memory of anything ever happening. Well, because my body remembers something. My body has trauma stuck in it from a long time ago that my brain told my body, this is too much for her to deal with. So can you take care of it for us? Can you just file it away? So there's so much I'd love to talk about with regard to trauma, but that's just a quick like overview. And people will say there's little T and big tree trauma. And other people will say there's no such thing as little T trauma, that it's all trauma. Trauma is anything your body says is too much. It's too much for you to process. It's too much for you to handle. So you process it as trauma. The trauma in your body isn't what happened. It's your body's response to it. Okay. It's your body's reaction to it. And that's why you should never judge people's reactions to think, oh, this person's so sensitive and that person is so dramatic and they overreact to everything because that's what I've been told many times in my life. Well, now I know why. (laughs) It's a trauma response to act that way. So in the certification program that I'm in the process of, and it's an extremely intense program, we are learning so much, but we are focusing on something called somatic work, which is As I said, it's not something that you're going to find out there in personal development and in the coaching world for the most part. And you're not going to, unfortunately, in the United States, by the way, for the most part, find it out in the world of psychologists, therapists, counselors, for the most part. There are some great 
coaches and therapists out there who are up to date on this and they do get this more holistic approach and they understand and they appreciate and they accept that the body is keeping score here and that unless the trauma is released from the body, you can talk in talk therapy for 20 years, but it's never going to change your life. You're going to keep creating the same situations over and over again, attracting the same people, having the same partners, having the same sort of traumas reenacted in your life and never get ahead. This is why personal development doesn't stick with so many people. This is why I'm so excited about what I'm going to do after this course is complete because I see the whole, I see what needs to happen out there in the world of women's empowerment, et cetera. So in today's episode, I want to give you these three reasons that you deserve to process the trauma. And you might say, hold on, how do I process the trauma? Listen, there are many ways. Again, those two other episodes are supportive and helpful. I'll just tell you quickly, we have an episode coming up in a couple of weeks on breath work. There's breath work. There are anger release called anger burn. There's FU letters where you can write letters to every person and thing that ever hurt you in your life and you can burn it or rip it up. There are so many ways to get these emotions out so that you're not recycling the emotion, but you're actually getting it out of your body and releasing it. But today we're focusing on why. I'm going to sell you on why, and then we're going to go to the how another time, okay? So why? My favorite three reasons. The first one is I'm going to quote one of my mentors and coaches, the unbelievably brilliant, talented, and wonderful Christine Hassler. So she said, people who transmute trauma can have big lives. And I was like, whoa, say it again. People who transmute trauma can have a big lives. So those of you who have trauma, again, some of you don't even remember the traumas, but those of you who know, you're like, dude, I could tell you story after story. Yeah, yeah. Even one traumatic event is too many, right? Those of you who feel like you're doomed, you have an X on your back. I used to feel like that. Like, why the hell did this have to happen to me? Why did I get that childhood? What the hell? Why is it that I have this freaking burden to bear? Well, then you can sort of do this spiritual bypassing thing and go, what's okay? Everything happens for a reason. Everybody did the best they could. I did that for a while too. What I realize now is, yeah, it sucks and it's okay to say that and you need to get those feelings out. And when you get that trauma out of you and you release it properly, you and I can have the capacity to have big lives. Okay? So there's no competition here, right? But listen, that's the reward, (laughs) for all the trauma, because you were able to carry more than most people. You were able to hold a lot more than most people. So when that is released, just picture yourself with so much space. You have so much more space to hold joy, to hold space for others, to empathize, to create powerful transformation in the world, to feel and experience things at a level that many can't. I know you'd rather not have had the trauma, and believe me, I get it, and there's so much hope on the other side. So more room in you because you can have a big, big, big life if you can transmute that trauma. The second reason that you deserve to do this is that when you and I get that out of us, you know, you've heard the episode twice now on Head Trash where I talked about the fear stories and those lenses we're seeing the world through. And, you know, you've heard many coaches and people in the personal development world talk about this. What I've learned is that all the years in my talk therapy that I did and all the years in personal development grew me immensely. And 
without somatic work, without really getting the trauma out of me, it could only take me so far. So when you get that trauma out, picture yourself as being like, you're not as clogged up. Okay. So you're clear. You're not looking through those same lenses. Everyone has stories that we have created when we were children because we added meaning to things, et cetera. Right. And we've talked about once you recognize that and you can rewrite those scripts, the triggers are there and the stories are there, but they're just not as, they're not driving the bus, right? They're in the passenger seat. Well, now we're taking it to a new level because now when you look at getting trauma out of your body, you're talking about having way less of that. I mean, you're talking about being able to regulate yourself faster and better. You're talking about not going into that Hulk brain and flipping out on people. And, you know, if you have, you know, not as much sleep, you're eating a lot of sugar or you're stressed out about other things, you're not going to be as likely to flip offline, as they say, or flip your lid or go into that hyperactive state of your central nervous system where you are just like narrow focused and you think everyone's out to get you or you're feeling like everything is going against you or you're hyper reactive to everything. You're jumpy, you leak anger and you have leaky energy on people. You scream and yell, you have fits of rage. It's going to happen so less often. And here, I just want to bring myself into this for a minute. I spent so many years in talk therapy with a really qualified person with two PhDs. And it was never explained to me. Trauma was never mentioned. Trauma was never explained. He never explained what was going on in my brain. And it's okay, okay? But this is why I'm excited about what I'm learning so that I can share this with you. Because this has changed my life to understand, oh, that's why I used to act that way. That's why I was so jumpy with certain noises. That's why I was always on high alert. That's why I would have, when I would have hormonal changes with my cycle and I would go, as I would say, like crazy, I would say, oh my gosh, I go psycho for a few days around my period. The hormones were not the problem. (laughs) It was a trauma response. It was me going into a hyperactive state, my central nervous system, my nervous system was like in that fight or flight where I felt like I was like being chased by a bear, but it happened every day. And then that turns into, which it turned into this for me as well. When people are in that state for too long, your body can't handle it anymore. So then you go into this hypoactive state where you have fatigue and lack of motivation and depression and physical sickness. And that's because your body just can't take it anymore. So when you and I get the trauma out of us, The benefit is the sphere stories and the head trash, as we call it here, and the triggers will always be there, but man, oh man, so much less. And you'll have an understanding and a clear way of why you're behaving that way because you won't be so sort of gunked up with your pain. Does that make sense? The third reason, and I love this, and I have to tell you, I'd love to tell you that I've known this for a long time. Nope. Nope, nope, nope. I've been looking at myself for a long time and doing a lot of work, and this was new to me. When the student is ready, the teacher appears. You know that. And when you're ready to learn, that's when you learn. I felt like I had never heard it before, and I heard it twice. The universe gave me this message two times in about 48 hours in the last week, two different sources, two different languages. And I was like, oh, that's for me. And so now I'm sharing it with you. When you remove those traumas in your body, that energy, that stuckness, that pain, when you get it out of you, and I don't mean just talking about it, we're talking about getting out of your body, somatic work, you unblock and unlock your intuition. You see, that intuition that you and I have, we all have, and talk about female intuition, 
It's a beautiful, beautiful thing, right? When you look at female energy and feminine energy, that's the best part of it is our female intuition. It's a real thing. When you and I are clogged up and blocked up with all that pain, I'm doing fine. What are you talking about? I don't need to do that. I'm high functioning. I'm doing great in my life. Then you're in traffic. What the hell is wrong with you? And you're screaming, right? Or you spill your coffee. Mother effer, why did that happen? Oh, you're fine? (laughs) Right, so that's a trauma response. But when you and I unblock that, oh my gosh, it's like taking your sonar, taking your radar, taking your antenna, and taking whatever was on it that was muffling it and causing it to be dull and you didn't even know it and making it crystal clear. That is the new motivation I have to keep doing this work that is, by the way, uncomfortable. Getting this trauma out of our bodies, getting in tune with our bodies, connecting with our physical bodies, and releasing this and letting it process. Whether when it processes, you cry, or you shake, or you feel really, really hot, or you have chills, or you feel agitated, you need to walk around, or whatever it is that happens when it comes out of you, because you will feel something when it comes out, that's not fun. Now, remember, you want to do this in a supervised way, and you want to do it not on your own, unless you've been taught how to do it, et cetera. But when that comes out of you, my new motivation for doing that uncomfortable shit that I don't want to do is, oh, it's not just going to give me a better life because it'd be so easy to go, eh, my life's fine. It's pretty good. Now, knowing that it's going to unlock and unblock my intuition, which I feel like is pretty on point, I am more motivated than ever. Because the intuition, in my opinion, that's my connection to spirit. That's my connection to God. That is how I hear the messages I'm supposed to hear. So I won't hear them diverted and diluted and confused and muffled and distorted. I will be able to hear them so much more clearly and faster. You'll get the downloads so much faster. So I don't know about you, but that's extremely exciting and motivating because trauma and pain and all of that that's somewhere in our body that our body remembers, whether we remember it or not, it's blocking and dulling that beautiful intuition, which is one of the best gifts we have. One thing I want to say as a side note, a friend of mine, we were at dinner and she quoted scripture, the Bible to me, and certainly wasn't like, (laughs) when I say that, she wasn't throwing scripture at me. We were having a really great conversation, Melissa, my good friend, and she was talking about how, you know, in the Bible, it says the heart is deceitful above all things. And she's like, what do you think about that? And, and my immediate response was what I'm going to say here too. Yeah, that's true. But your intuition is not. There's a difference. So my heart, when we say follow your heart, I want to be give a disclaimer for this podcast. When we say follow your heart, don't let your head get in the way, follow your gut. What that means to me when I say it, I want you to know, and there's no right or wrong. I just want to make sure you know what I mean. I mean your intuition. That word I know can be triggering for people. That's why I don't really know what to call it when I'm trying to speak to everybody. But that connection to whatever source is your source, that divine spirit, that's what I'm talking about. Why would I say that? Because you can have feelings. Oh, I feel like I this or I feel like that. And you think that's your intuition. No, she is right. The heart is deceitful above all things if you're listening to a heart filtered through the pain and the insecurities and the fear and the lies and the trauma. It's an interesting conversation, isn't it? Like, are you sure you're listening? I mean, if you're listening to your intuition, are you sure it's your intuition? 
So what a better reason to get really clear about this pain that needs to come out of us? Because you will have no doubt the difference. You know, when you look at the difference between intuition and instinct, for example, instinct is quick. Instinct is there's no time to think. Instinct is I'm in a parking garage and I hear something and it's like a deer in the woods that hears a noise. Many times we think instinct is the same as intuition. Intuition is I have not even close to the parking lot, parking garage, or let's say I am in the parking garage and nothing physically in this world has triggered me. There's nothing. But my intuition is saying, um, you might want to be on guard here. Maybe you should walk the other way. And you know what? I just decided let's do a whole episode on that because I understand it can be a little convoluted and it can feel a little mushy and a little gray, but it'll be interesting for us to, to look into the difference. You know, the instinct can be led by your fight, flight, or freeze. It can be led by a clouded lens. It can be led by trauma. Your intuition is never led by those. It can be muffled a little bit by that, but it will never be led by that. All right. So again, the three reasons you deserve to really move through this trauma, and I'm not going to say let go. I mean like process it, transmute it, get it out of your body, is that it will give you more room and more capacity for beauty, for love, for a big, big life. You'll have less filters, less stories, less triggers. And all of those not only will be less, but they will be less activated. And the third reason is you will unblock and unlock your intuition. So if this episode meant something to you, if it spoke to your heart, if it kicked you in the butt, if there's anything about this that you believe was worth your time, please share it with others. We don't do any advertising. I'm not even on social media right now. So this is a grassroots effort. The best way is to take a screenshot, text it to your friends, put it on your story in Instagram or on Facebook. You can also even go to the podcast as you're listening right now and and link it up and give people the link. This is not as a favor to me per se. Of course, I appreciate it. But I, I truly believe that it's a favor to the whole community, to women. Because if I find that this was helpful, it doesn't really matter. It doesn't matter what I think, to tell you the truth. It matters what you think. So if you didn't love it, or you didn't, don't share it. If you really got something out of this and you hear an episode and you're like, okay, that really helped me, send it out to people because if it made sense to you, it'll make sense to others. If it helped you, it'll help others. And you will have a friend at some point that says, I can't believe you thought of me because I actually needed that. So when you're finished here, just close your eyes. Obviously, if you're not driving, (laughs) close your eyes, put your hand on your heart, take a few deep breaths, and then ask yourself, who needs to hear this? Who should I send this to? And you will know immediately who, and don't question it. Whoever comes to mind is who you need to send it to. And they will probably tell you that it's just what they needed to hear. So this will be the second episode now where you're going to hear no outro, right? So you're not going to hear the music where I'm talking about sharing the episode with others and sending it to other people. I decided to follow my friend Gail's suggestion and I love it. What if you just had your music? Because I don't want you guys to mute that beautiful music because you know what I'm going to say because I say the same thing every every episode. So now when we close, you're going to hear just this beautiful music created by the amazing Adam Blackburn. And then starting next week, every single episode at the end, you're going to look forward to something really special that we're going to do together that you're going to really love. All right. Again, thank you so much. I appreciate all of you so much and have the most beautiful day.